is where I have to employ some sort of social understanding for, for people to know all the cringiest things about me. Yeah. I, I, I want, and I have to be like, I shouldn't share that. I shouldn't share that. But man, it would be, you should know this. Yeah. Like if you want to know me, you should know this, you know? And I want to know your cringy things, you know? I know, which is, I mean, <laughs> that is probably where your sexual five meets my four vibes. Yeah, Cause yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's get cringy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all of our let's weird. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. And we're in a strange mood tonight. I'm Macy and that's Scott. I'm Scott. (laughs) And I'm Macy. (laughs) Welcome to episode number 80. We should start with our announcement. (gasps) We should start with our announcement. (laughs) Y'all, big exciting news for No Small Thing. Horns, air horns. Air horns. Um, no small thing is officially having a live show. This would be the this you would be a true it. drum roll moment. This would be. Yeah. I mean, this live just feels show. exciting because we've jump, dreamt of it from when we started the podcast. What if one day we had a live show and y'all, it's real and it's happening and you guys are invited. Sometimes we drum roll our title and <laughs> it's not worthy of a drum roll because you clicked on it and you know it, but That's you didn't. Point. You didn't know that we were about to allow, announce a live show. Yep. Maybe people <laughs> dead because of social media, but... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do any surprises on this live recording? Um, but yes, you guys, it's happening. It's real. If you're in the Seattle area, we are having a show. If you live in LA, fly up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be cool. Uh, we're calling it an evening of exploration and provocation. Yeah. What is the two words that you want to... Oh, I want, pe- I want people to f- leave feeling pleasantly disoriented. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about defense mechanisms. That's so it'll be a podcast recording of defense mechanisms, but then it'll also have some musical interludes, mm-hmm. some vibes, some art maybe, mm-hmm. some snacks, mm-hmm. and things <laughs> like that. So if you're interested, the link will be it's on in our, our website. It's already on our bio and it'll on be Instagram. in our Instagram bio. Um, buy tickets Please buy tickets. It would be really helpful if you're thinking of going or you're planning on it. Please buy tickets before, not just the day of. Yeah, this is a request and a favor officially from your no small team. (laughs) If you're considering going, um, buy tickets sooner rather than later so that we can make plans accordingly. Uh, And we can warn the introverts and warn the people out there who would like to know how how many people to expect. I want to know as a host. And I'm an introvert. Yeah. And we've already been talking. I think I think in general our podcast attracts some introverts. Mm-hmm. And we've already been asked to try to give a head count beforehand. <laughs> by a listener. So And we're also told by our friends who are helping us host this venue that uh most people <laughs> sign up on the day of. So try try to not do that. <gasps> If you're interested in coming, it's $5. Also sign up on the day of because we'd love and to have you. And it's at a place you. that has like, you'll come in and you get to mingle and we'll have, they have like a whole coffee bar and you can get it's drinks space. and you can get wine, you can get yeah. beer. Yes. We'll have snacks inside. It'll be cool. It's like mm-hmm. nice vibes mm-hmm. we're hoping. Big, so. nice, comfortable vibes. 
a little bit of conversation about defense mechanisms, but some really cool live music. Yeah. Our hope is that it would, the vibe will be like taking our intimate, sweet recording, cozy space that we have created for ourselves Mm -hmm. and opening that up to more people. And of course, by the nature of it being a big group event, it Mm -hmm. won't have quite the intimacy yet. We will be trying to bring it. Mm, We will be trying to bring it. We will bring it. And some whimsy, maybe some Some whimsy. whimsy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So get excited, check it out, buy tickets, $5. That's our announcement. Live episode. Okay. Y'all, you know what this is. (laughs) This is an Enneagram episode. It's an Enneagram episode. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. True confessions. First of all, we're really excited for this topic, but also we didn't, we didn't totally book an Enneagram three to interview. So (laughs) we're like, Oh, let's talk about variants. (laughs) Okay. We do have two Enneagram threes probably to interview officially, but we haven't booked them with time wise slash y'all it's holiday season slash. We've had a lot of interviews. So this just felt, better for you all and for us in our lives um, the last two episodes were interviews it, it um part of the appeal of the podcast from the get-go is having some fun conversations so while we do love interviews that's not the heart Mm-mm. so here we are talking about variants variants which S- we've uh, said subtypes? it before on the podcast Instincts? instinctual variants yes subtypes there's probably other words but We've said it before, and I'll mm-hmm. say it again. Say it again. Maybe the first time somebody's heard this from you. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. As much as we love the nine par- oh. types of the Enneagram and their wisdom that the nine archetypes offer, the instinctual variants feel to be just as important to know and understand about and are just as, like, playing just as much of a role as your nine archetype system, archetypal system. Mm. So just as we, mm. like, had deep dive episodes on all the numbers, it's like, well, we need to deep dive the variants. What if we one time did deep dives on just social subtype as, like, yeah. a whole episode? Yeah. This all is just in. in my brain. Just sexual just happened. subtype. Just <laughs> Self-res. That's a fun idea. But tonight we'll be talking about all three of them and just kind of the what it is. Yeah. Like what what they are. <laughs> what, what <is> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh yeah. I mean <laughs> make sure this is a talk close to your microphone type of situation too. Okay. But um yeah, I mean I have done some research this week. Um read the books but also listen to several podcasts. And mm-hmm. I have some good reflections. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I think what I want to say this and see if you agree with me. I think this is less of an educational episode and more of a popping off episode. It's like a reflective, yeah. a reflective episode on what, what, okay, maybe for me and you can speak for mm-hmm. yourself, but. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as I continue to trudge along in life and trudge along in the path and I'm using lots of different tools and things Trudge. to help better see myself, seek more self-awareness, be my best self. Is the Enneagram your snowshoes? <laughs> trudging along? The Enneagram is the wisdom of the Enneagram has provided me so, so, so much help and clarity and tools. And it feels like in the past six months, the wisdom of the instinctual variance has been the thing that I'm most centered on and has taken up my thoughts. Mm. And I've noticed it more. It's like I 
began with the language of the nine types and I was able to sit and notice and sift through a room and be thinking of those. And now my focus is on sifting and thinking about social self pres yeah. and sexual. Like I'm, that's what my hyper focus is on right now. Yeah. And it's been really profound to see how just as impactful that is, but it also just how uniquely different it is to the archetype of my number. Yes. Yes. I say yes to everything. There. There's nothing Great. even that I want to add a, <laughs> an addition to. Um, and, and I'm just going to say, maybe maybe just from this last, like, three or four days, I, I'm, I would say the variance slash subtypes slash instinctual variance, instincts, mm-hmm. those are the things we're talking about tonight, mm-hmm. um, are just as important as the numbers in Potentially more. Maybe Potentially more. more. What if they're more? <laughs> boo, boo, boo. They might be. I think sometimes in terms of relationships, they mm-hmm. might be. Like in how you relate to other people. I think it's about big I was, clues. Yeah. I mean, I think about my wife, Marissa. I think about you. And and um I already said this to you off mic, but I listened to our four episode and it yeah. was really interesting because I said out loud on that episode what I've been thinking all week, <laughs> which is this trifecta of you marissa my wife and my friend bobby all being social types and uh i have a i have a i have a very strange relationship with the three of you (laughs) very strange (laughs) and big existential reflections on that but i think it's more important for me to see the three of you as social types over your numbers because you're four marissa's a nine bobby's an eight at the end of the day the true dissonance maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has very little to do with m- our numbers. It's, it's this social sexual thing, you know? Yeah. And I have, I have lots of thoughts. So, I well, mean, if this is an intro, what are some of the thoughts? Well, maybe I'm going to save them, but okay. <laughs> it's to me in my own spirit, in my, in my heart, it's a very tragic feeling. <laughs> It's a very tragic feeling. The thoughts that you have about the social types. Yeah, and my, and my close relationships. Like, to me, as I've thought about, as I've been reflecting even more on, like, being a sexual type this week. And I was listening. To, we listened. Everybody, this is an intro, but it's also rambling. So, here, I'm, I'm going to try to ra- let myself Yeah, I mean, ramble. what is an intro? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> this is a long, rambly intro. We'll and take a break in a second. this is going to be a short episode, everybody. We're going to try to make it a short episode. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, I listened to any Gram for Idiots this week. Highly recommend. So oh, and you're if you want idiots, to stop this episode them. and go listen to a really fun bantery episode where there's a lot of swearing, and that's great. And we don't mind swearing. We might swear every once in a while here, but they're really good with the <laughs> swears. <laughs> Scott does not swear very often. I know. It's just not really, part of me. Really but I, but I like swearing. But, um, <laughs> I just don't do it. Uh, but... Uh, they were saying they did, they did not like the one to one label, the sexual label, or one to one. No, yeah. they liked sexual over one to one. Yeah, which I thought was interesting, and I think that they brought up something that, as I've been doing even more reading, I do think is fascinating. Of the like, yeah, whatever the the sexual type is, mm-hmm. like. If there's something like electric about that mm, type, which mm, I'm like, did you mm, relate to that vibe? Mm, oh, yes. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay, let me just say, oh. I have a lot of thoughts, and let me pause there and oh, say I'm that's curious. the intro, because my thoughts are, are coming, everybody. They're <laughs> coming. But uh, we're just introing here. But I'll, I'm going to let myself, uh, after the break, get really hard, like, going on this 
Yes. <laughs> what else do we want to intro? Do should we intro what the instinctual variants are really briefly? Oh sure. Like let's, what let's are do that. they? But this isn't. I think this is more popping off and not as educational. But let's just do it since it's <laughs> that episode. <laughs> um, do you want me to try and describe it, or should I read something? Do we want to do the party metaphor? Because I think we've talked about it before, but it's worth mentioning again. Sure. Is that a nice way to get into it? I think so. I don't know if I know the party metaphor. No, you walk into a room and it's like, what what does self-pres think when they walk into a party? We've talked about that before. Like right? they're checking in with like yeah. how their body's feeling yeah. and their things like that. Yeah. Or, or do you want to read something? No, I think do the party metaphor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay, so in case anybody's listening for the first time, and if you are one of our listeners and you're like, yeah, yeah, variants, blah, blah, blah. We know all about this. Get to the popping off. You can skip through this. But just as a, a crash course, I'll do self-prez. Okay. Okay. So if, if we want to talk about these variants, um, these instinctual variants, there's a way we relate to people mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And it can be either your, a self-preservation type, a social type, or a sexual type. Yeah, and these, like, ways of relating are, in terms of the language around them, it often seems like the language that they pair with the instincts is more, like, closely tied to, like, an animal nature or, like, a bodily nature or, like, a survival nature. These instincts are, like, your first primal survival things. So they seem to color, like, it's your first step into the world, and it's, like, how will I survive being a human on planet Earth you will pick one that is your go-to one. Not consciously, but somehow along your journey, mm-hmm. you developed something. You developed something. And it's like, if I can get, like, this is the thing that will keep me safe and okay on Earth. And so that's, like, your instinct. Side note, I almost wonder that this 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 wisdom <laughs> is tied to the Enneagram, but it almost seems like it can be, we could present this material without even talking about the Enneagram. 100%. 100%. Which I kind of like. Me too. Only because some people are skeptical of the Enneagram. They're like, okay, don't talk about the Enneagram. Talk about these instincts. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so self-preservation. So everybody, close your eyes. Picture yourself walking into a gathering. It can be a party. It can be a gathering of friends. Some some people are in the room. It could be 30 people to 100 people. Mm-hmm. A, an event, a party. You walk in, there's some music playing. People are talking. There's chatter. <laughs> okay? Picture yourself. Picture your body. Picture your eyes. Where are you looking? How are you feeling? A self-preservation person is concerned with their comfort and their the preservation of self. So they walk into a party and they they are instantly checking in a lot of like vital signs, like what's my body temperature, how's my food intake, what are my what's the temperature of the room, what's the mood of the room, um, where is the food, just. All the types of questions instantly, instinctually, without even thinking about it. When you walk into a party, you're are thinking about... Are we safe? Are we safe? Am I comfortable? Am I... Those types of things. That's a self-preservation type. And th- this obviously doesn't just apply to parties. It's just a way to get you to think about what your variant is. So, you want to do social? Oh, you want me to... Oh, Let's okay. go back and forth. <laughs> okay, uh, the social type. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, the social type is like... At least I think from my understanding, the social type is really paying attention to the entire group. Mm -hmm. So the social type is seeing themselves in the group and maybe like themselves in like the group that they're with, like seeing the relationship of where they are with the people they're standing kind of within the group. Also, the social type is paying attention to like what 
the expectations of I think the they're paying attention reading to doesn't room. mean reading the room, but they're paying attention to and doesn't necessarily mean they're following them, but on their mind is what the structure of the event is and the evening is or whatever it is and like what the societal understanding of it is and like what it could mean. Like I think that they're very aware of like the the order and the organization of mm, the thing mm, mm. as well as the people within it. Maybe I I don't know. I don't know if this is a pristine description. <laughs> My okay, you <laughs> you're the social type, but let me just it's also true. describe the feeling. My assumption is that the feeling of a social type walking to a party sort of has this um, sense of euphoria or pleasant happiness of just being surrounded by people. Like, we're all together here in the room. Yay. Wow, look. All, we're all together. Yeah, no, I think I think that is... I don't think that's a, always the thing. That might bring up your four type but like right i think that that's that's where it's interesting because your type and your and this instinct can clash in some ways and we could talk we could talk about counter types as well Mm. um but yeah no i do think that a social type they are they feel they feel safer within the group at least i know i do like i in general feel safer in a group setting as opposed to like a one-to-one setting interesting and Interesting. I mean, a group it, setting is a dangerous setting. It, of course, per, like depends <laughs> on the person. But at the same time, like I love it when people who I'm really close with are like we're all together in the group thing. Um, <sighs> it's got big time rolling his eyes. Um, I think social types really pay attention to other people, like very aware of their uh, effect on the rest of people, like very in touch with the like the space they're taking up mm-hmm. or like how other people will be affected by the actions that they take in their, in the step in their life. Because I mean, when you think of the instinctual thing, the social subtype is saying I will survive by being a part of the group and right. the group will save me. So it's important and that's always on my mind that like, that is where I will like, that's the instinctual type is what it's saying is that like you will, when push comes to shove and you need something like you can, if you are one of a group or one of a herd that will keep you safe and protected. There it is. So yeah. Now the sexual type. Yeah. Sexual type. Okay. So if you're walking in a room and this is us giving you some advice, it is almost so funny how at this stage of our Enneagram talk, like I'm, I don't want to do the recaps cause I'm like, I want to get to the conversation, but I also like trying to think like, if somebody is listening and they clicked on variants, they're hoping right. to get a little bit of content here. So, so sexual types. Also, everybody, there's books. Um, <laughs> Beatrice Chestnut is the book. That's the book. Like honestly, the there's there's books. This variants aren't super well. Like it's not quite as out there and accessible. Naranjo's mm-hmm. the one who first introduced them. Beatrice is the person who first really like articulated them and wrote them down in a thorough manner. I mean, she's one of the only people who's done the whole 27 types. Beatrice Chestnut. Love her. The Complete Enneagram, 27 Paths to Greater Self-Knowledge. Beatrice Chestnut, PhD, (laughs) is a good book. Recommend resources for you all. There it is. Okay. Sexual type. type. Uh, (laughs) Walks into a party. They're looking for their person. So they, every, every, everything else I mean, so now I'm a sexual type describing it. So like now I'm, I'm seeing my own take on this, but like 
the 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 room doesn't exist. There is no people. You know, there is like this there, is always shocking to me when you say this. There is there is a there is a beam on the person you're interested in talking to, a beacon, you know, and the the rest of the room is utterly irrelevant. <laughs> you know, so to the point where it's like even even the party metaphor is probably not even great for a sexual type. And I am a five, so now I'm about to bring a sexual five element to this. But probably the the best case scenario is don't go to the party. Hang out with your friend mm-hmm. somewhere else, <laughs> you know. So I mean, Have that's, that that's just time. a fresh thought right now. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I walk into a party, I'm a self-pressed second. So like, I'm definitely asking myself questions about how I'm feeling and doing. But um, se- first and foremost, it's like, is there a person? Right, I which I do wonder if someone's a sexual social stacking. That maybe that sexual beam doesn't feel quite as strong or powerful. Interesting to hear about that. Who, who I don't could, know. Who, DM us, send us an email, no small thing podcast at gmail.com. Help us understand how do you feel walking in your room? The sexual social stacking. Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. that's one more thing. We yeah. talk about the stack. That's one more thing. Finale so, of the intro. <laughs> so variants are really fascinating. We're already 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it is. Um, variants are really uh, interesting in that there's a lot of so there's three of them and the discourse around them, the words you'll hear often is stackings. And then in Enneagram for Idiots, they talked about it as a sequence, which I mm. think is interesting. Oh, I liked sequence. Um, where it's basically one of these instincts is kind of overdeveloped and it's like, this is the the main instinct that you like rely on most often. It's kind of your first lens in which you approach a situation. Mm-hmm. And then you have your other one that's kind of like your backup or your go-to. And so that shapes you in a lot of ways. I have a thought. I have a thought. Yep. A, a new thought on this. Got it. So pause. Because this came from... What, what was that podcast I was telling you about today? I don't know. You didn't say the name Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I want to recommend this. There's a podcast, everybody, called Probably the Enneagram. The podcast oh, is I think called I've heard Probably of it. the Enneagram. It's, it's two lovely women. Don't know their names. I sent them a message today, an encouraging message. <laughs> uh, they did an episode on variants. <laughs> But um, they they were they were again sort of hypothesizing, popping off, sharing secondhand information. But they said maybe the, the thing in your second is actually the most natural because you're 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 in terms of your stacking, the thing that you are is almost a manic thing. Interesting. It's like you're kind of obsessed, but your second is just kind of like yeah, yeah. So, so my self pres in that sense would feel just like yeah, I'm self pres. I generally take care of my body, but my sexual type can get a little out of hand. Like, Right, and my social type probably can too. Yeah. I think it's that, really interesting, like, because you just, now I'm just getting self-reflective, but, like, it's fascinating the mashing of this with your type because it's, like, sometimes I'm, like, what's going on with my social type mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm. four craziness, mm-hmm. like the moodiness. It's and almost it's, contradictory. It does feel social that way sometimes. Four. I'm like, well, But it's not work? the counter type. Yeah, I So, know. which is also very interesting. Okay, wait, we didn't, I had a thought. Stacking, you're doing stacking. stacking. Oh, yes, yeah. okay. So you have your stacking, but then there's one that's kind sequence. of. Sequence. Sequence, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, there's one that's often called your blind spot. I, there's other words for it. Mm-hmm. It's basically one that is not really developed. So it's like you could only, I guess, in your ego development handle at least two things. And this one you just was like, it's off your radar. Like it's you're off, just, that's you're website. just not paying attention to it. And you probably should be like, 
it's good to have a balance of these mm, instincts and there's one that you were probably missing and not paying attention to <laughs> and like it's that's real you know that you you weren't you're missing something mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. it has to be pointed out to you you're like and you have to do work in it because you're not it's not naturally developing kind of thing so yep. i think that sometimes the stacking work really is okay i see what my stacking is yeah now how can i balance them out like it's about balance I like the idea of that middle one being... Isn't that interesting? Because it's like, that is probably the healthy point. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, just so everybody knows listening, my stacking personally is sexual, self-pres, social blind. Yeah. And Macy's. I am social, sexual, self-pres blind. And I have gone on record in my variant episode saying that I'm social, sexual. And I started to doubt that a little bit for a season. And then I go back and I read about the types and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. for sure social, sexual. Because mostly because I do not relate to a lot of self-pres vibes and I see it biting me in the butt. Well, I, everybody, I also went back and listened to Macy's four <laughs> episode today. And so I was listening to Macy reflect. And you, the, 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 the self-pres four description is like never shares their suffering, suffers in silence, <laughs> does not broadcast suffering. And we're all like, no, this is not Macy. No, Macy broadcasts <laughs> their suffering. <laughs> but then the oh. sexual one was like sort of the three wing element of you like a little competitive yeah um oh yeah i know i think the competitive nature and then whenever so there's a few websites that will read they will type describe the stackings and when i read the social sexual i'm like oh that's me mm-hmm. so it's real so i think i think the 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 format of the next little bit of this podcast will be uh, I'll, I'll maybe i'll start with just just some general things, thoughts. S- some general thoughts about being a sexual type. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the sexual variant. I feel like you ramped some something up, and then we said we talked about it later. I don't remember what it was though. So I'm I'm Hopefully coming at you back. with some fresh thoughts, <laughs> and then and I think you'll deep dive some social thoughts. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll try to maybe end with some some pontificating about pre- self press just to get. I think so. Too. I would love to. I mean, I think it'll naturally come up in terms of. It being my Maybe blind. it'll just come up in the middle of our conversations, <gasps> you know. <laughs> okay, so okay. if you're here for some interesting reflections on these variants, here we are, everybody. We'll be back. Yeah. <laughs>so I'm gonna just get right into some new based on two podcasts I listen to. Here we go. I have some new reflections on being a sexual type. And I listen to my five episode too. So I listen to our variants episode. Scott's been listening. This is some research. My research was more in the form of listening to some podcasts this week and reflecting. Um so, so 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 so. This idea of like the sexual type, you know, there is the, I, I don't know what that word means. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you a really nice, precise unpacking of sexual, but obviously it doesn't mean, like, having sex, <laughs> you know? But there is... Although a- I do think in a small... Like, it's 
it's part of the puzzle potentially. Like mm-hmm. the I don't know, keep going. Oh yeah, part of the part of the puzzle for sure. Um I mean, this is the thing. This is what I'd want to say. I'd I'd want to have a different interpretation of that what that word generally means in my experience. Mm-hmm. The idea that we are quote unquote animals and we all have instincts, which is what we're talking about. And there is sort of an animal energy attraction just to being human. This isn't about like, right, right. Oh, I'm attracted to that person and they're wearing a hot outfit. It's like, no, when you interact with people all day long, right, there is right. a sexual energy to all interactions to a certain extent, to a certain extent. I think. Yes, I think you're more aware of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe than, I'm more like, aware. Like I'm of not. It. I'm not. It's. I don't feel that. I'm not yeah. like. Oh, I'm relating. Yeah. There's there is something that's there's there's something that's help that's forcing us to all be talking to each other. Yeah. No. The sexual energy. I don't. I I wouldn't want that to feel like sex or like it's leading <laughs> to like a one night stand or something like that or like a. I hookup. don't think anybody's. You know, I do. Th- I do think people think that with that <laughs> word, sexual. Yeah, you know? okay, maybe. So um so I think what I'm realizing is there's an intensity obviously about the one to one, but it's that's what the things I was realizing this week and that's what the Enneagram for idiots were emphasizing why they didn't like the one to one thing is like that sexual t- energy. Mhm. Um isn't just about one to one. I mean, uh, and that's what I experience here in this house. It could be one to three. Right. I, I can be here with a small intimate group and still have that, you know, variant in full effect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just like, I like an intimate connection. Yeah. Deep, intimate connection. Uh, so that, that's a, that was a big realization this week for sexual types. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you are a sexual type listening and you hear that and you're like, oh yeah, it's not one to one. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's a lot more of like an energetic spark or like a, I don't know. It does seem like almost bodily, if that makes sense. Like the sexual energy. Like Absolutely. As I've been hearing more and more descriptions, it's like, I said this, but it's like electricity. Like mm-hmm. they feel like that feels like a very prominent word that comes up when it gets described. Intimate is a nice word because from from what I, for, for, as a sexual type, and this is what we're here. You're hearing like if you're not a sexual type, you're hearing dispatches from another land. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know what that feels like, or that's not me. But, um, I want an intense connection. So it's, even to that point, it doesn't even have to be human. Like I can have a sexual energy with an artist, and mm-hmm. that's what I think too. I was thinking about you today and thinking, yeah, you can't be self-pressed because I think you do have that sort of sexual energy. Oh, for with sure, Joanna Newsom or Tyler. For sure. Oh, you know? I for sure do. Yeah. I the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely. And I love intense intimacy. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. Um I don't know. Part of me also just wonders about like I have like weird social anxiety awkwardness that I think make that confuses me that I'm not a sexual mm-hmm. type. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what that is. That might be something different. So do I, but that I think that's part of it. It's it's I mean, especially as a five, I don't, I don't know. This is where those things start to talk to each other, you know, because maybe like a sexual three or a sexual eight or a sexual seven yeah. don't experience this. But I'm, I'm definitely afraid of my sexual variant. Hmm. So oftentimes, I, I would say 90% of the time in my life, it manifests itself in a coldness. Hmm. Because I'm like, if I let myself go there, it's going to get way weird. Hmm. So like, like it's too intense. 
yeah, almost any interaction is going to be too intense. Huh. Because I, I will say there's a tendency to want to devour. Like, if I yeah. meet a person, yeah. I'm like, I want to know you. Like, give yourself over. Tell me about <laughs> yourself. Like, eye contact, tell me. And, yeah. And, I, and I, I honestly did it to somebody tonight. I walked in the room, and I was just like, Hi. Hey, and I was—I could tell that energy was like instantly overwhelming. I was like, "I'm back! I'm backing off instantly." I could tell, I can tell, like I let I let too much of myself come out too quickly. Hmm. Um, that was here tonight. Yeah, and it serves me—it serves me well in a lot of areas. Like I think I think generally people feel seen around me. Hopefully, I think so. I know? think I think it does serve you. I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's a really sweet thing, and I think it's something that can be intimidating for mm. people. Slash, like you brought up eye to, like what eye contact, like right. that's something that sometimes is nice to me, sometimes totally stresses me out. But at the same time, if someone is looking to have someone where they can feel like they can talk to and give their mm-hmm. whole self, I do think this type is like here for it. But I do know that I have to and should turn it down. Yeah. Like I need, yeah. I, I need, I, I want that energy to get channeled in a way that feels gentle and supportive and not like it can feel like a consuming, mm-hmm. like I want to consume. Like, and especially as a, I think the, I sexual, think it is as a five too. It's yeah. that, that pairing yeah. makes for a very like idealizing. And the sexual five is the counter type. And that's what's been hard about yeah. reading about five sometimes in memes and listicles and all that. It's like, one of the one of the big ones is don't ask me to share about myself, and I'm like, well, that is the counter type because yeah, I will yeah. share about myself, and yeah. I expect you to share about yourself. Yeah, we're gonna connect that way. Yeah, we didn't say this in the intro, but each one of the three types then has a counter type, so it's where like yeah, the energy of your instinct is going the opposite direction of your ener- the energy mm-hmm. of your number is what they would mm-hmm. say or like a way to describe it. So yeah, the sexual five is the counter type. Yeah, so actually to a certain extent, I would, I would just so desperately, and this is where I have to employ some sort of social understanding for, for people to know all the cringiest things about me. Yeah. I, I, I want, and I have to be like, I shouldn't share that, I shouldn't share that. But man, it would be, you should know this. Yeah. Like, if you want to know me, you should know this, you know? And I want to know your cringy things, you know? I know, which is, I mean, <laughs> that is probably where your sexual five meets my four vibes. Yeah, Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's get cringy. Like, <laughs> like in terms of all of our let's weird... Let's get cringy. That's our so good. weird things. Okay, I have a thought. I have the Ocean Moonshine 9 thing in front of me, which is this blog that seems to be... Is stacking? It's, well, no, this is... This blog is epic. And it Let me just say one thing. Yes. Can I do my two quick realizations? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. quickly. No, I mean, because yeah. Because I want to get into this. But these are... The, I, I don't want to get lost because these are good. <laughs> these are good. And then and I think this this Ocean Moonshine can be the finale of this well, Yeah, this was, they just have a good description of the sexual subtype, I think. Should we read that and then I do my I don't know. It's up to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because it may be good context <laughs> for me to share thinking. my realizations. That's what okay. I was thinking. Okay. okay. So they, this website is cool because it's like. It's the website. If you want to talk about stackings. If you want to talk about stackings, this is. And it's like Ocean a lot of people moonshine. who were part of Naranjo's group, I think, that have written this. And it's all anonymous. It's cool. Anyways. So here it is. The sexual. Okay. 
The sexual instinct focuses on attraction and excitement, or what apart from the self seems to promise to expand and intensify life. Yes. Do you relate? The life of the self is found in the life of the other. As its name would indicate, individuals who are dominated by the sexual instinct are concerned with sexual fulfillment in the obvious sense of that term, but sexual subtypes are seldom interested in sex merely as a physical act. In fact, a belief that sex is just another physical drive for physical pleasure is a pretty good sign that an individual is not a sexual subtype. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Sexual subtypes generally... Yes. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well said. (laughs) Sexual subtypes generally have romantic longings for the ideal partner and hence have high expectations and ideals. By extension, the sexual instinct can manifest in a desire for intensity of many different sorts, but the primary manifestation will generally be a concern with finding the ideal partner. As the sexual subtypes tend to feel somehow incomplete or unfinished without a relationship to ground them. How do you feel about that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, see, that's interesting. Where I'm like, that's That's never been a thing. But by the end of college, I was like, I I better find someone or I'm screwed. Like, I've got to have a partner. Yeah, you know? see, that's that like is there's that's not my vibe mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. On the high side, sexual subtypes often bring a certain passion and experimentalism to their lives. They are generally willing to take risks in order to attain their ideals. Sexual subtypes are also usually willing to sacrifice for those who matter most to them. They have an expanded sense of what constitutes the self and tend to merge with those they love. On the downside, however, sexual subtypes tend to struggle with ide- issues of neediness and dependency mm. as, they, as they tend to feel that they need relationships in order to reclaim lost or inaccessible portions of the self. Yeah. In addition, the merging tendency, which taken to extremes, can lead to an inability to protect important boundaries. And the desire for intensity of experience can lead sexual subtypes to take unnecessary risks, to be somewhat impatient, and to grow bored or Mm. frustrated with mundane reality. Oh, yes. When the overall personality is unbalanced, thrill-seeking or self-medication sometimes enter the picture and can lead to various forms of addiction. Sure. I mean, I probably have that tendency, but... um yeah, I mean, I've been f- reflecting on this, too, that I do think the few people, I mean, less than six, maybe six exactly, <laughs> less than six, uh, that I would consider my closest people, I can become too like. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Just, but it just manifests itself exclusively. Only Everyone else, it's totally, yeah, it's like a completely different Yeah, scene. I've been aware of that this week. Hmm. I'm like, wow, interesting. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, 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 it feels like the only true reality to me, and, and that's what's so trippy about this enneagram stuff. This stuff feels more um, real than in, even the number conversations. Hmm. Like, I feel like we're all talking to each other from across giant chasms. Yeah, without you know, having like this sexual type. It. This is how life is, and somebody's like, "No social type," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like yelling. I'm like, "Tell me, tell me!" And somebody's like, "Well, you know," and I'm like, "I don't understand." I know. Well, I think that's even interesting. Like, it brings up this idea of like a relationship to ground them. Mm-hmm. Like, I am in a relationship now, but I still that's not the thing that I feel like. That's not what I'm like. That's where I'll find my grounding. Yeah. As where I think a sexual type that is where they're thinking. That's where I'll find my grounding. Yeah. But I've never thought that that's what I needed to find my grounding. That's just never been a thing. I've always been like, I'll find. I have my own grounding, and I have all my. Th- Honestly, I have like all my networks. Probably sounds thing. great. 
Sounds nice. Sounds. But there's something nice about like, oh, really just being able to like have your grounding in one person. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I think they can all sound nice to like the other people. I think all, I think all, so, so. So, so here's the thing. I think I, I <laughs> just talk about some people. My friend Sean, I think, is also a sexual five wing four. Hmm. So we have a different relationship. We're like the same. Yeah. Yeah. So we see each other. That adds to some complications. So that relationship doesn't feel similar. But but I say, you, Marissa, and my friend Bobby, <laughs> all social types. So it comes with some complications. Um, Which you're social blind. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sean is in this, in this group, but he's, he, he doesn't have the same problems in terms of the relationship. So, um, yeah, there, there is a sense of, uh, I don't know. Go all in. in. They say, they say that your blind is the ones like people if people are dominant in what you're as you're blind that you will be annoyed by it. Oh. Yeah, scandalized. <laughs> Absolutely annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think people want to hear what you're scandalized by. I'm Please very aware that there's not enough space to talk about this tonight actually. Like this could be a 5-hour episode. Yeah. I I'm, I'm bursting at the seams with this okay, topic for go, some reason. Go for it. <laughs> burst. So first of all, I'd say objectively speaking, I I envy and admire the social types. Like obviously, I I like you guys, you know, <laughs> um, and I admire you out in the world. And I, if I see any of you interacting with people, or or paying attention to the group, I'm like, wow, that's really admirable. I don't <laughs> do that, you know. Um, but they're okay. But you're also annoyed because you're like, pay attention to me. Yeah, and in that sense, I can get very Spinel-like. Yeah, Spinel's a character from Steven Universe. Everybody, we like this cartoon. Yeah, that we've done several episodes on. Please listen um, to our Steven Universe S- the movie episode. Spinel has some like moments in this Steven Universe the movie where she feels like she's about to get neglected and like kind of spazzes out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so I, I think one of the one of the painful things for me is that for a, as a sexual type, like. Movies and romantic stories are set up to create a very unhealthy expectation for a sexual type. Hmm. Like, just for example, because I only watched this on an airplane recently, and it reminded me of my high school years, but uh, Romeo and Juliet came on with Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, that story is a a massive trigger for a sexual type Hmm. because it's like two people... It committing to each other exclusively over their families, yeah, and then oh, killing yeah. each other because they or killing themselves because oh, they it's can't like have it's each other. a major. That's yeah. a very big sexual energy. That's it. Yeah, and I expect that. I thought. I thought. I. I thought that's what we're all doing. Which I look at that and I'm like, <laughs> a little roll my eyes at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but so. I also am like, there's something very beautiful in it. I'm not completely rolling my eyes at it. What we're but. talking about, what we're talking about, two different things. We're talking about like an objective idea. Yeah, is that great? That we can enter, we can talk about that objectively. What is romance? What is that? What's going on with Romeo and Juliet yeah. there? Yeah. Or we can talk about just how it makes us feel. Yeah, you know that that resonates that. in my spirit. I'm like, mm. yeah, you sacrifice everything for the person. You know. Yeah. Once that person's your person, nothing else matters. You know, so if somebody's like, oh, well, I was going to do this thing. I'm like, what do you mean you're doing that thing? 
we were doing something, you know, like, yeah, it's just an interesting vibe. So, so I, 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 not that I agree with it, but I can sense myself getting annoyed and even judgmental of social types. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know that I can be guilty of doing things like, Hey, we're going to hang out. And then you probably think it's just the two of us. And then I'm like, and then this person's coming. Cause I'm like, yeah. more people can come. This is so fun. The group like, well, and you said this earlier about me knowing that I'm late. And yeah. You'll give me a buffer. Yeah. I know too, like to take it a great with a grain of salt. If I'm getting invited somewhere, I'm like, I bet there's going to be some other people there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Which, true. Like you know. there's a good chance that someone random might be like, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. And because I also, I, this is like a thing, like, I don't know how to not include and invite people like admirable, admirable to the point where, but it's also like, well, but I've learned to ask for what I need from you guys, from people like my friend, Bobby and I, Bobby, he never listens to this. It's so I'm talking about him, <laughs> but like, I, I, I was literally talking about this in counseling the other day, like had the ultimate, like sexual type encounter. It sounds so funny to say that word, but I want to lean into that word. Yeah. Um, Bobby and I went away for like five days together at this, at, at this lake in Wisconsin called Green Lake. And we would go, we would, we would um, go on like a boat ride. Cause we had a boat across the lake for dinner at night and then go back across the lake at night at like 11 with and the stars and just talking. Oh, that's just sweet. me and Bobby in a boat. Nobody around. I'm like, this is so perfect. Yeah. But it's really hard to get Bobby in that context, you know? Yeah. And then Marissa and me, it's like when we go away together, we were just in Ireland for 10 days. And it's like I I had a lot of Marissa's undivided attention, and that was nice. We were at a retreat for – we were with a bunch of other people for five days. Mm-hmm. Did not have her undivided attention. Yeah, no, I, no, no. And I knew it was coming. I knew we had five days after that of just us. Yeah. So I was like, okay – it's 10 o'clock. I'm done. I'm going to my room now. And Marissa's going to stay up and talk to these people. Marissa's going to actually wake up early the next day and talk to more people. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm staying in the hotel room. Um, but yeah, you know, then because I think she's self-pres blind as well. So like when we do have our time. But let yeah. me let me round up because I yes, can talk about got, the sexual type. You've got some thoughts. Here's and I two new off. revelations. And then we're going to take a break and go right to the social. Okay. One is... This is a big one. Mm-hmm. And for sexual types listening, I feel like you might relate to this. You like the intimate time. I think this is what what causes me to be sort somewhat introverted. Because I can have that sexual relationship with myself. Yeah. I can yeah. Be like, I'm spending time with myself. I like my thoughts. Yeah. I yeah. can make a romantic night for myself. I get oh, a drink. Oh, for sure. For sure. I light some candles. I'm like, I this think is that fun. is a sexual energy. I think yeah. that's important to know. That's not really, that's not the self-prez thing happening. Yeah, it's not the self-prez. It's not. No. Right. It's it's like a, no, I, I feel that. Because I, I really want to spend some time with myself and my thoughts just the way I want to spend some time with other people. I've like, right. I've got a, I've got a, talk to these thoughts, <laughs> you know, I'm going to sit and think I, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. It's a yeah. nice feeling. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, I think ni- that's a good, I think that's probably true. So that's a brand new thought for me. Here's another one. I've always been so confused about my growing up years. And, and in the last f- five to 10 years, I've, my revelation has been introversion. It's like, I didn't experience peer pressure. And I was like, Oh, oh I didn't go to parties. 
didn't do these things. And I was like, oh, first of in my younger years, I thought, oh, it's because I have like, I'm morally superior. Hmm. I don't believe in any way now. That's yeah. it. People, people can go to parties and be fine. Um, then I thought, oh, it's because I was an introvert, which is true. Yeah. But as a sexual five, no peer pressure. I don't care about the group. Yeah. You yeah. Can't, you, can't, you can't ever say, I can't, you can't we're all over here doing this. I'm like, I don't care. Don't care. Yeah, I don't get that. We're all drinking this. We're all doing this. We're all going here. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just does not, you can't peer pressure me. If anything, I'll dig my heels in more. If somebody's <laughs> like, we're all doing this, I'm like, I'm not. You know, have, yeah, I just don't want to be part of the group. I don't want it. I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So those are some revelations. I think the, the final one, that, which isn't as big as those, um, but somebody said this in this podcast today, was that sexual types with their people, mm-hmm. not with anybody else, that's the thing, tend to take things way more personally. So it, I, I walk, in the, I walk around in the world feeling very callous. Yeah. Like somebody can be like, you're an but idiot. But I feel like if I said something. I'd be like, what? I know that I can like yeah. very quickly accidentally devastate. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm aware. <laughs> and because I'm not skilled at it, because it doesn't happen frequently, because yeah. it doesn't happen in my daily life as I'm, it's not something I'm skilled in managing. Hmm. I mean, I think you even experienced that a little bit tonight. Okay. So sexual types, you guys. I, I don't know. I, I, I just am more aware than ever that it's, uh, I think I'm learning more these days about the, about myself through these variants and being a sexual type than I was even through being a five. Yeah. Um, my last thing to add is on the liturgist subtype thing. They had a guest who talked, I forget her name, my bad. Mm, um, but she describes sexual types as burning hot, burning hot. Yeah. Which I'm like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, the, and and the, what I would add to that is, um, so there's there's again a good and a bad side of that. Um, the the bad side is, and I think again I, I I like to think this is speaking for other sexual types listening. If somebody else isn't burning hot, they become instantly uninteresting. Hmm. You know, so I have a I I'm like I'm burning hot, you better be burning hot, and it's like, uh. I can use my energy to get them pumped, hopefully, or draw them out. But like, I'm looking for that. Hmm. I'm looking for that. If you're in that Let's space, go. For Let's it go. To yeah, yeah. And that's what's been interesting about being in a relationship with you is is I'll sort of say something slightly judgmental about someone, like they weren't giving me that spark, or I, and, and I'm sort of implying they're not interesting. And and you'll always say something like, "Oh, that person's really great," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they are great. Sure." I didn't have the connection. That's what I'm. That's how I'm. That's how I'm judging right. the person in the I relationship. Can t- I, and that's the thing is, I don't need a connection yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Think something. Like I had a person. fun time with that person. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> or maybe um, you're not even looking for that. Right. Exactly. Fun like time. I don't need. I don't need that connection. It was a I'm time. <laughs> like a time happened. I like that person. I understand they're. Yeah. You know, like they're doing them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good distinction. Okay. When we come back, one yes, one. This is the very last. This is the very last. Um, again, best and worst parts of ourselves, and I do think there's something to be said about this. This one that's the most pronounced, being sort of manic. Yeah, it's been the best and worst part of all my relationships. So, like, it leads to some beautiful, intimate moments, but I, I, I think you've experienced this too. I will have a moment where, and my wife 
almost every day. Like, back off. Like, I'm not giving you information. I don't want to be anymore. Oh, I don't want to yeah. reflect anymore 100%. on myself. I don't want to reveal anymore. I don't want to have to unpack it anymore. There's no why. There's no... There is no more reflection. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please leave. You know? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think uh, at the risk of, I don't know. I think <laughs> there can be something that. that's like a little bit, and I don't know if this is sexual, if this is vibe. I don't know. That's like a little bit um, invasive that can happen with the yeah. like and I'm aware needing of, of information. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. It's fine. We're people. We can talk <laughs> about it. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now we're coming to the social types with Macy. Yeah, I'll give some <laughs> thoughts. I don't know how, I'm not quite as pumped about this as Scott is tonight. <laughs> when we come I'm back, I'll state. be pumped, you guys. I'll be pumped. Get pumped. Okay. <laughs> Coming in hot with the social type Here it is. It's real. We have a social type here at the table. We do. We do. Okay. So I <laughs> think for me, discovering... I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I'm just going to go for it. I don't know what you're saying either. I think discovering myself being a social type felt really interesting because it made so much sense and made a, like was really helpful language for me in terms of... A, I do have a lot of... I think would appear to be often like two ish vibes or mm. really warm, friendly, cozy, social vibes. All those. And, but I also a hundred percent of my heart felt and feel like a four, like mm-hmm. I'm very moody, all of those things. They're slightly contradictory. They, they are slightly contradictory. Although a social four is like kind of the four is four as we were talking about, which I think also still makes sense. Um, but I do think like in terms of where my strengths are and the things that I care about, it is and has always been the group. Like, don't mind group projects. Love collaborating with people. What's <laughs> my kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> like we've talked, we've joked about this. Like, I like meetings. Like oh meetings seem really <laughs> awesome. Meetings. 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 Let's get everyone together. We can all talk about it. We can have the group idea. So today we met for our live podcast. Right. And there was four of us. That's a good energy for me, though. I know. It was a great... I think... Well, yeah. I think four is great. But Mm -hmm. I... um, But if it was eight, we're we're reaching the breaking point for me. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be for me. Well, maybe in that context Mm. for what it was. But I don't mind an eight-person meeting. I don't (laughs) mind a 50-people gathering... (laughs) And it's a workshop and we're talking and there's a group and then we're going to do an activity. Like well, okay. there's, so what does there's it part of me feel like, like for you in your body? Like what is it? Because to me it feels... I think, I think I feel like very, like honestly, like... Uh, if I... Safe. Maybe safe? I think safe. Group. I think safe is the right word. Yeah. If I know the people and the people are my team, like in, like... Mm-hmm then I've, I feel safe and you can be in and it doesn't matter. Like I love and feel much more at ease. And I think this is an interesting thing. I think I sometimes feel, well, I go back and forth depending on how the group vibe is going. Mm-hmm. But if it's with a group of people that I all feel very settled with, 
I love a group energy because I think it allows me to be both within myself and like pull away at times and like have to with myself, but also like there's a group thing that's happening. Like there's yeah. an energy that's happening with yeah. the group that's moving forward and I'm a part of it. And like we can each kind of like work together to like mm. get things done kind of. I just think of a nice example is your energy around the fire on your camping trip. <laughs> you, you seem to be very at peace being with the group. Right. But you're also off to the side making taffy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, that's my ultimate. That yeah. is that is my sweet spot yeah, yeah. is to be a part of the group. And mm-hmm. this is something that I could read this one subtype, but it talks a little bit about the social sexual actually being feeling like they're always a part of groups mm. and yet they're also not like they stick out in the group or like the, they're the outsider in the group, but they're still very much role. a part of the group. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Yeah, that feels really great to me. I love being and doing that and I don't know I get off on the whole social thing like we're all in here interacting and there there's a buzz of a group of people like I enjoy and savor one-on-one time but I also really do enjoy and savor and care a lot about close friends being together with one another Mm -hmm. and the group I can feed off of a larger group dynamic so much like I ultimately admire it. <laughs> I ultimately, you know, I mean, I have a lot of complicated relationships with it, but yeah. And I think another aspect of it that has been an interesting and important realization is the societal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel my place in the larger group body. Like, I feel some like moral duty to society. Yeah. Like, for example, it. I have to work so hard, and I do but I have to work so hard to remind myself to vote. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I am a part of the society. Yeah, I got to vote. I have to recycle. <laughs> I'm, my, my decisions impact others. So I have to really tell myself that. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, I can somewhat even really on that, but I think it's more of like my, imp- like, the greater good of society. I don't I don't even know how to describe this, but I feel <laughs> I feel very like indebted or mm. like morally bound to make sh- like even just in small ways like when people come over to our house or it's in a group setting, like I feel a pressure to make sure everyone feels comfortable and I'm very much always checking in with what how I'm reading each person in mm, the group and mm. seeing that's that how seems I like think a sexual social combo though right there maybe because yeah. that is I mean like how are they perceiving me how yeah. are they perceive like how yeah. are they feeling what can I be doing I think even preparing for this live show like I think you and I can both get on board with hosting vibes yeah like, I do oh, take for hosting sure. very seriously yeah. oh for sure but I do think this is just a outlaw verbal processing thing but like if I'm hosting, that is a sexual one-to-one thing. Like, I'm doing something for you all. Yeah. You're an entity. But so if they it's, become... Yeah, if it's just a random group that I walk into, a concert. Right, right. People. I'm like, who are all these people? Oh, where do I fit? No. Yeah, I'm well, I'm not, I'm not out there being, like, becoming pals with the people at a concert. But I think... Maybe th- some I are. think there might... My assumption is that there would be a little bit more comfort or a little bit more... At, I don't know. How do you feel about being in a big crowd? Because maybe that's where your foreignness comes in a little bit. Like, ah, eh, the crowd. 
But I'm social. I don't know. I don't know. If I'm with people, I feel fine usually mm-hmm. in a crowd. And I can get a little, I think, buzz from being with like a group. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah, long like as I know that I will have like space If you're at a TOP retreat. concert, I feel like you're pretty pumped. Oh, I'm very pumped. <laughs> but that's also like a certain scene. I'm a homebody in a yeah. lot of ways. I really like bring this social energy and I make people come to my house. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what mm-hmm. I tend to do. Um, <laughs> but... I had a social thought, but it's disappeared. I'm going to read this description. Or yes, please. Um, and then we can pop off about it, and then we can <laughs> talk a little bit about self-press. Anyways, okay. Uh, the social instinct focuses on the group hierarchy. Oh, this was this is my last thought. I The thing that I've been paying attention to lately and really noticing is I am really always constantly thinking about how the group is perceiving me like how each person is perceiving and seeing me, I'm really paying attention and thinking about that and how I am impacting the group. Like that is my focus in a lot of ways is like how am I being seen by these people slash like what is my impact on them? So. Uh, And I want to say, and I want to say, it makes you a very nice, good person. (laughs) People like you being in the group. People like having you around. No, you know what I mean? Like it's a that's a that's an objectively nice thing for a person a human being to be considering. Maybe, but I also <laughs> Maybe. also part of me is like it's an interesting thing. So mm, I'm not going to go there. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read this description now. <laughs> I think okay, I'll just briefly say this like Macy, I'm in a relationship right now and it's it's bringing this up like for me. Like I mm-hmm. am encountering this in a lot of ways of mm-hmm. seeing like what my focus of attention is on. It's like something I'm paying more attention to and it's this has been very helpful language for me to be able to articulate like all right, all right, what's let's pay happening attention. with me. Okay, I'm just going to read this it description. Is. I'm feeling awkward. Uh, okay. Why, why are you feeling awkward? I don't know. I'm an awkward person. <laughs> okay, the social <laughs> instinct focuses on the group. Hierarchy, status, the big picture. It essentially focuses on connecting to that which is larger than the self. And individuals whose social instinct is dominant need to feel a sense of belonging. They need to feel as though they have found a place in the group. They need to feel as though they are making their own contributions. Individuals whose social instinct is first tend to be the warmest of the subtypes. They generally have a lot of connections, whether to be friends, acquaintances, family members, professional colleagues. Social subtypes are the most likely to feel a sense of social responsibility to the needs of the group and and to the work Mm -hmm. to those Mm -hmm. And to work to serve those needs. This mm-hmm. is everything I just said, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is you. <laughs> On the high side, social subtypes are the most likely to sacrifice their narrow interests in service of that which is larger than themselves. They extend themselves towards others and often have a sort of generosity with their time and energy. They are aware of group dynamics and underlying emotional currents. On the downside, however, social subtypes are the most prone to feelings of social shame, as Ooh. they are the most acutely, <laughs> yeah, most acutely aware of the opinions of others. They suffer the most when they feel a sense of social rejection. This is it too. It's like, I'm really aware of how people are perceiving me. And if I do something that I'm like, what if they're thinking this? What if they're thinking this? I can go down this like bad rabbit hole. 
Um, mm. Social subtypes can therefore suffer from self-consciousness. In less balanced personalities, this can lead to a need to conform to the standards of the group in order to achieve acceptance. Not happening with me. Social <laughs> subtypes can sometimes fall to focus on the needs of the self as they are searching for their identity in terms of the larger whole. Hmm. Yeah, but you did say in your episode, <laughs> your four episode, that you found your identity by playing a character in the midst of the group. That like, was an interesting way of saying it. Like, like putting on sort of sort of the either either the the recluse or the aloof one or the sad one and or the one people have to take care of sometimes. Yeah. But that you're 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 in the group, but you're you said this. You said it this way. You said your your role in the group is contingent on you being sort of this dramatic one. Yeah. Like, I'm necessary to the group because I contribute this element. Yeah. And you can't leave me because you need me. Because you need me. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're like we've been through something. So you have to keep me around kind of vibe. You kept talking about hide and seek, which I thought was so interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this conversation. Yeah. You're like, that's when I'll start playing hide and seek. And I was like, hide and seek? What? That's real. That's (laughs) freaking real. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting because that behavior like... I like to think I'm growing in that. Mm-hmm. Like hide and seek behavior? Hide and seek behavior. Yes. I haven't noticed that in a while. Yeah. And like this idea, I I don't actually believe and think that I am contributing. I mean, I do it's a mix, a double edged sword, because I do actually think that there is something to be contributed to the group to have someone who's willing to be visibly sad. Like I think that does contribute something. And yet I also am like, that doesn't always have to be my thing. Like I don't always have to be that person. It becomes a habit. Right. And so it's like, I don't need, that's maybe not necessarily good for me Mm -hmm. to always feel the need to be that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting, like in this social group, I don't think I always play that role. Um, but I don't know. I think, yeah, yeah. No, I just got a little notice that it's time for bed. It's time for bed. I know you guys were. <laughs> my, we said that this is a chaotic my, that's, recording. That's not It's just my. It's my late phone. at night. It is eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> right now, so I'm also. We recorded late wild. tonight, you guys. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I have been convicted in almost an opposite way of view of like sometimes my focus is on the group when maybe it really should be on a few individuals, like at the time. I don't know. I mean, I think, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Because mm-hmm. I had this thought today. I want, I want, I want my way to be the morally superior way. <laughs> I want, I want to make a case while being a sexual type is better. I don't think it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have that, I have that, that I have desire. a desire, uh, like to justify myself. Um, and I, and I, based on my experience with you and other social types, I, I feel like there'd be an aggressive, similar energy. Like, of course, paying attention to the group is much better. Like, how could you possibly think that I'm going to just pay attention to you over the group? You know, I know, but this is the thing. I think we all need each other. Like there, I've obviously with our minds, we can, uh, we can see that neither one is better Right. But that at times we can make a good choice based on the context. So, so maybe at times we do need to have that sexual type energy where we're prioritizing a person tonight. This yeah. person yeah. needs my undivided attention yeah. tonight. 
But maybe, and this is where I've really needed to grow, and I honestly think I have mm-hmm. from being married to Marissa and knowing other people like you of like, I I really need to get over whatever fascination or obsession I have with this relationship tonight and focus on the group. Yeah. You know, especially as a youth pastor, I have to pay attention to the group. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because it's like, I think by the very nature of the group, that being a social instinct, it seems like embedded in it is paying attention to everyone, which I think can be tied to more morality in some way and why mm-hmm. it might seem like better. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I don't want, I don't think in any way one is contributing more than the other. Like, I think they're all really... No, they're, both, they're all three valid. Yeah, I mean, they're we all We all need Which some self-prez. I think we should read the self-prez just okay. because I like to do that and make sure that everyone feels represented. <laughs> and at the end of it, they also talk about what it's like to have it be your blind. And I kind of want to read that because okay. more than anything, I also am so aware, not just my high side, but like self-prez is, a hundred, is my blind side. Like, and it's... Something that I like for my own well-being and survival need to pay attention to. So it's mm-hmm. helpful to have the, mm-hmm. this language to be like, nope, you got to focus up on this. You got to focus up. Okay. <laughs> let me find this, everybody. Okay. Well, let me say this as you're looking. <laughs> I found it, but go okay, for go it. Go ahead. No, no. I'm going to save mine. But I've got a good one, I think. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> can I read this before? Because it yeah. just sounds good. The paragraph before is, Claudio Naranjo describes the dominant instinct as a weakness which looks like a strength. By this, he seems to have meant that... Oh, what as a the thought. Dom- I know. As the dominant instinct is overdeveloped, it certainly will attend to the needs associated with that instinct. In this sense, it appears to be a strength. But as the instinct is unbalanced and guided by a fixated personality... It is not properly utilized and in this disturbed state often does not actually best serve the overall interests of the individual That's why I say who is in its grip. Yeah. I, my, my biggest, my biggest conflicts have come from my sexual type being overly pronounced or yeah. over, misused. Yeah. And I might share a story about that that I'm kind of wanting to save for our um, live show. That I don't even think you know, but it's a good one. Could you save it or say it now? <laughs> no, I think I want to save it. I want. Oh, I want to save, save it for you, save even it. in it's real juicy. time. I want you know say it to you. Oh, too. okay, okay. Um, I might say it, and you might. Go, I've heard that story, but like at least the audience have heard <laughs> I'll it. I'll pretend. But, but I mean, in general, <sighs> I mean, even be, even being sort of uh, broken up with, mildly broken up with. It was more of like, yeah, maybe broken up with, <laughs> devastating. Yeah, devastating. Like earth shattering. Yeah, I remember like my Bella, mom. Bella Swan when Edward yes. left her. I remember my mom coming in my room. I was like, I've never seen you like this. Like, what is going on? I'm, I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. But I at that time had lost my person. You mm. know. Mm. But I think uh, I think. Um, yeah. What's I, a breakup for a social type? Yeah, what is a breakup for a social type? A group saying no, thank you. Legitimately, what <laughs> happened to so me sad. recently? Oh wow, yeah, wow. That was I was I did say I was like it feels like I've been broken up with oh, by my church. Oh, that's yeah. a whole thing. That's yeah. so sad. That helps me. That makes me feel even sadder for you. I'm like feeling sad for you. Even sadder. True. <gasps> so sad. Should be so sad for yeah. Lindsay. No, but yeah, I can. No, but I've this. gone. I I've gone too hard on relationships sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and spooked people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this happens as much in the group if there is 
that well I mean in a lot of ways I think like I can think of even my work environments like the group of the work environment is something I really like. And mm-hmm. I mean, I worked at this church for a while and then ended up not moving out from working there and working somewhere else. So, but even that transition was really hard for me in that, like I was hoping that this group would be like very, like working in a big workplace environment with a large group of people. Like that was, that was like where I was going to find myself in a lot of ways, like through the community. Like that's yeah. a big thing. And now I work in a place that's like a really wonderful, awesome, epic community. So I like love that. And it's like, if I were to like, when I eventually probably don't work there anymore, like that will be like a devastating breakup in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm going to read. But also, yeah. It'd be interesting to hear you. How it could turn into some sort of a mania for you too, like overly pronounced, you know. Me. The social instinct, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. for sure. I can definitely. I can overindulge it too. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think it is interesting in this like case of self worth. Like, I think I can go in binges of socialness, and then I need like insane retreat afterwards. You're a binger in general. <sighs> you you you're you're very uh yeah you you like go you go all in and extreme yeah extreme yeah. extreme hibernation yep and then extreme social extreme social extreme social it's <laughs> yeah. like oh I'm hoping people for this night and then we're doing this and then I'm jumping to this and I'm like and I'm loving it and I'm feeding off and I'm feeding yeah. off it and then I'm like three weeks gone all right. <laughs> uh, one of your process that and that was so exciting funny. but i gave everything into that and it's like i'm all or nothing yeah, somehow yeah. i don't know i'm a weird soul okay i'm gonna <laughs> read about self-pres for the self-pres people okay. self-pres we we see you guys um okay those individuals who are dominated by the instinct for self-preservation often have a grounded or practical quality they frequently develop a high degree of self-sufficiency discipline and maturity Many self-pres subtypes devote themselves to programs for self-improvement and of the subtypes are probably the most focused. All of these qualities can clearly be beneficial, but when the personality is unbalanced, a dominant self-preservation instinct can manifest in an obsessive concern with questions of health, such as a focus on diet or exercise, exercise which might be punitive or otherwise excessive. Some self-pres types, when unbalanced, worry too much about health, mortality, finances, or security. In fact, as life is... ephemeral 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 thank you (laughs) and safety and illusion worry in general or whatever sort is a frequent manifestation of a dominant instinct for self-preservation i'm going to also read when the instinct for self-preservation is the last instinctual sacking the individual this is me the individual will often be somewhat ungrounded ungrounded or seemingly immature Such individuals often have a hard time focusing on issues such as financial security (laughs) or the commitment to the development of practical skills. Goodness. (laughs) Sometimes issues of health are ignored. And the most extroverted types, individuals who are self-pres last, often find it difficult to develop inwardness. Okay, so my wife is a self-pres nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 (laughs) Develop inwardness, inner sloth. Like, yeah, from, from Marissa to reflect on herself is... The hardest thing. And think like about she's that. she's blind too. Compared yeah. with me. Yeah. Like, think about that in our relationship, everyone. If I'm a sexual five who's obsessed with wanting to know about the person. Yeah. And it's just given me so much more grace and appreciation from Marissa of thinking like, 
I'm asking her to self-reflect on my behalf all the time, and she's working so hard, and yet it's not fun for her <laughs> and natural. Yeah, that's an interesting, yeah, interesting thing. I think that this really exposes me in a way that I'm like, oh, dang you. You and Marissa you. both have this financial piece, and I'm just like, <laughs> at some point somebody has to has. Has to think about money, right? I mean, self-presence at my first, so I'm not completely obsessed, but I'm like, money is important. Finances are important. I know. I know they are. <laughs> and I hear you, but I don't feel it. I know you don't feel it. I'm like, I the words are coming in, and I believe that they're true. This is how I feel about social. True. I know. So, yeah, that's how I know. I feel about this is the thing. You see it. And, it's, and this is where you the thing about it. being annoyed is, where I'm like, Annoyed at people. You get so annoyed about money. <laughs> you get so annoyed about money. You just did it before this episode. <laughs> I know I yeah. do. Um, I'm seeing people that live in in sort of. I I described this house to you earlier as a mansion. I see people that live in nice houses, and as somebody that has that in my stacking, it feels very close to me. Like I I feel very close to a self pres vibe. So you're like envious of it. Not envious. I, I, I feel um, an appreciation. I feel like, yes, that's what we should be all doing. You have, Oh, and I'm well, like... You've taken care of your family. You've taken care of your security. Now you can exist. Now this is your pivot point, this house. Now you can... Now you're secure. You can go out and help and serve and do things. But like when somebody's like, let's do this and let's do that, I'm like, well, let's make sure our budget is secure first and let's make sure we're healthy and... Everything's taken care of. We've eaten a healthy diet today. Then <laughs> we can do these other things, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I And I, I think Marissa might also do this, too, of, like, forgetting to eat often. All the time. Yeah. The no, time. I think that's probably a self-pressed Another thing vibe. that Marissa would do with this, like, social pronounced self-pressed blind, this is a classic thing. It's so weird. It's, it's so exclusive to Marissa, but there's been probably no joke 15 to 20 times in her life where she's got like second degree burns because she's been out talking to someone and has just neglected to put on sunscreen. Sunblock, oh, just went. And and she'll come back and be like, I'm so surprised. Look. I'm like, what happened? And you're like, I just was talking and I was then I did this. And I was like, if I started to feel anything near second degree burns on my skin, <laughs> It just is not, it's over. You know, I was like. <laughs> You're so paying attention yeah. to that. Yeah, no, I think that it, that's like brings, yeah, it brings up a lot. Cause I definitely <laughs> am like, we'll get into some moods and then I'm like, well, what have I eaten? How much have I slept? How much water have I drank? Yeah, you asleep is definitely a self pres blind vibe. Maybe. I mean, it's also sometimes just hard to sleep. <laughs> well, but think about it. Think about if you weren't blind to it, it's going to be. It's going to be something you're planning for all day. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, 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 you're. I'm like avoiding it all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, my, much of my day is spent thinking like, how am I going to get to sleep and how am I going to stay asleep? What's going to get me to a nice sleep state? And then if I don't sleep well, so much energy is going to be finding things to cancel so I can take a nap. Right, as like that's not going to be my yeah, because you're because you're gonna be like it's gonna be a chaotic day. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Woo! <laughs> How am I feeling? It's true. Crazy. We have one tomorrow. Here's here's a thought about social and self-pressed types through the lens of a sexual type. Eye contact. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> so 
I'm connecting with someone, and to me, there's an invisible cone of protection around that conversation. You do not, this is a sacred encounter. You do not break this cone. So, of course, for a social type, um, I can be in a big group and still having this connection. And if something's going on outside of that connection for a social, I lose their eye contact. Oh. Oh, wait, oh, let me see. Oh, yeah. did you see, notice that? I'm like, notice what? what? Oh, for sure. You You're know, not like, going to keep eye contact for very long. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? Who cares? We're talking. Yeah. So here's my brother, Shane, who is a self-pres nine, like our friend Daniel. And I noticed this about Shane because I, the times we get to chat in person now are so few and far between. So he'll come to my house, and, t- and he has a kid too. So it's like typically um, we'll get his son Max in bed and then his wife Stephanie who I love will go to bed and then Shane and I have like an hour and it's like talking 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 I lose eye contact with Shane we'll have a, a riveting conversation and I think he's uh I think he's social blind but I'm not entirely sure oh and he's paying attention to something like a self-presenting yeah so we'll be talking and, and I can tell all of a sudden he's kind of like looking around at his body or he's like I need another drink I need a refill I need this I'll be mid-sentence and I can tell he's all of a sudden like oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to, he'll literally go back. I'm going to go downstairs and get a sweatshirt. And I'm like, mid-sentence? Like, right, we're, it's ramping up. Like, the connection is reaching its peak moment here. Yeah. And I can tell he's, all of a sudden, I'm losing eye contact. And he's like, my warmth, my food. Yeah, that's the focus. And let, let me, hold on, let me, get, let me take care of this, and then we'll get back to that. And I'm like, how could you possibly? Like, honestly, today, like I told you, I was having this connection with this guy I went f- almost four hours of having a glass of water. In the back of my mind, I was very aware of it. Oh. And I was like, this is such an intense connection. I cannot break it for a glass of water. I'm not but even you gonna... like wanted it the whole time. Yeah, but I would never dream. I would never want him to think like a, a, a glass of water is more important than this connection we're having. Which is interesting because I think I just wouldn't... I don't know what I would in that situation. And sometimes I do feel like I need water, I guess. But I think <laughs> I probably wouldn't even be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm-hmm. I like... Oh, I need a glass of water, but then it would like. But even as I'm saying it, doesn't it sound manic? Like it's a rational thing to say. Hold on, let me just get a glass of water. Right. But I'm like, oh, a connection, a connection. Can't break it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) It's uh, social things are weird. Like we're all weird, and we like are just. I mean, again, we're just all out here living in these crazy perplexed like alternative realities we've created for ourselves and like we're all mashing up against each other yeah like it's so sloppy and so messy like we just got to have a lot of grace yeah here's my here's one more (laughs) final thought um i don't know what my grandpa was on the enneagram but my my wife loves this picked up on it my grandpa would always tell me in sort of like a mentor type mode play the game. Hmm. And he meant like, if, if the group's talking about something like, yeah, like you don't need to tell them you don't know what you're talking about like, or they don't, they, you don't know what they're right. Like. Right. Just, just like, just like go Oh yeah, on. cool. He's, and he was always trying to get me there, And I hated that phrase, play the game. I'm like, I do not play the game. I yeah. don't pretend. Yeah. And Marissa's like, yeah, play the game. She's like, Marissa's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, if the group's doing this, you do this. And I'm like, I do not play the game. I do not want to play the game. I have no I interest in playing the game. Play the game. <laughs> I know. I know. I think I can. <laughs> Which it feels contradictory sometimes to my four vibe. And this is where my three stuff mm-hmm. vibes. Like I uh, 
We're so complicated as people. There's so much to always discover about ourselves. Yeah, your 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 three wing sort of speaks to your four sometimes and says, "Hey, cut it out because this is important. You yeah. need to move ahead in this group." And then your four wing says, "What? What?" And then I'm like, "Let me do something weird on top of it so that it stays strange, <laughs> but it's like still also appealing to the group." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll say, I'm going to play the game, but can I also have weird hair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And your three wings like, sure, you can do that. Fine, okay. you can do that. <laughs> like, can I do this weird spin? Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll probably do another Variance episode someday, everybody. We probably will, you guys. This, was, this is a this sleepy episode. episode. A sleepy episode. <laughs> I know, I'm yeah. feeling sleepy now. We're all sleepy. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, come to our live show. <gasps> buy tickets. Yeah, buy tickets. We have a link in our Instagram. We have it. At, we'll have it on our website. Even bright. Write us a rating and review on iTunes. <gasps> Please do. Maybe we could have a hundred views by the end of 2019. Mm. We yeah. that we're only seven away. Seven so away from hundred reviews. You could we be could one of that. the seven. I know that. we can do Let's that. Start getting aggressive with it. Okay. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week. Oh, next week will be Hania. Oh, sweet. Oh, we'll my gosh. That. Next week, you're in yeah. for a great episode. It's a, a really one. good interview. Yeah. Okay. Get pumped. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>